time with Adam Cole back then. Hello everyone and welcome to the HMG Rampage Uncaged Show. I'm your host Jimmy T. We are live on channelattitude.com and we're on the Hamid Midi group discussion group also live. And I'm your host Jimmy T. As I was saying, my co-host, he's evil. He's evil dose. He is Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to Rampage Uncaged. How are you my friend and welcome back to channelattitude.com. What's up, Channel Attitude people? Brought to us by Hami Media Group. Yala, I'm, I'm jamming to the beat. That music's about the only thing that's keeping me up right now. <laughs> Keep gyrating, my friend. Keep gyrating. I'm speaking of, <laughs> I'm sure you are. Speaking of staying up, um, this rampage. I mean, for a go home rampage, yeah, it was like it was okay. I mean, they yeah, called it full gear rampage. It's full gear. Well, at least it was live, and at least it was in Jersey, and I don't know why they had to gimmick the damn show, you know what I mean? Call it Rampage Full Gear, whatever the fuck. And, um... Tickets, which they failed to do, because that building was, was half empty too. Well, I'm hearing that it's uh, not even a sellout right now, tonight, as we speak, uh, as we're I'm watching the pre-show in the background. Yeah, I, I'm hearing that it's, ha- that it's half not sold out. They didn't even release tickets to the top hole, and it's half up in. I'm, I'm watching the pre zero hour, and it is. It doesn't look particularly well attended. Maybe marginal more than a regular dynamite, but like less than say like Grand Slam. Anyway, well, this, Grand this, Slam wasn't even a sellout, so. Yeah, but Grand Slam at least it looked like there were people there. But you're right. I mean they. Yeah, they never try for the the upper bowl these days, but it, yeah, there there are open. I mean, granted, this is the pre-show still, but there are empty seats on the floor right now. Yeah, well, hopefully that's not a good sign. I mean, hopefully that's no. not a bad sign. Sorry, because hopefully people will come in right when the show actually starts. This is channel attitude. I'm sort of hoping for empty seats right there in the front. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, actually, it does look kind of packed. I mean, they just showed a, a camera I, shot then. I, I love know, how but... they blur out the audience in the background so you can't quite tell. If you... Joey Numbers on, on Wrestling Soup during the Halloween when the, when the place was empty, he said, he said, those fans need to stop dressing like seats. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at the pre-show right now, as we've seen Starks and Cage in the match, it seems like a good back-and-forth type of matchup, surprisingly, between these two. And as yeah. we, you and I were talking off the air, do you think there is something wrong with Ricky Starks, yeah, I, I think that he's got recurring problems with his neck. It looks like his his left shoulder is taped up. I mean, that could always be a work, but it looks like it, it is that you know athletic tape that the people like to wear these days when they are performing through an injury. Um, right. He is kind of dainty. He is out a lot, and he did break his neck once. I mean, so yeah, I, I, I don't. I find it easy to believe, and there was that strange delay of their match, and and. A, and apparently people are saying it's true that he was not medically clear. That's why this all got delayed, which is why we were confused yesterday about what are they going to do? Have the winner of this match wrestle twice? Um, and it, sure. it, it sounds like that's not what's going to happen. 
that uh, the winner of this match, that the, the tournament finals for the number one contender will not be on the show tonight. It will be on Dynamite, which, by the way, is what they should have done all along anyway because they have way too many matches on this card. They added another one, uh, two old bald guys who can't wrestle. Who's those two bald guys you're talking about? Kingston, oh, I know you're talking about Kingston and, yeah, and, Akiyama. Uh, and Mr. <laughs> Clean Son. <laughs> well, we got our first comment in the chat. Facebook user says, hello, guys. Hello. What? what up? And I'm glad that we got some viewers on here while the pre-show is going on. I guess people are more interested in us than they are with AEW Full Gear, which is always a good thing. As they um, should be. Listen, as they should be. The Dynamite Go Home show really ended with a fizzle and uh, Rampage sort of picked up where, actually, I will say this. The, the first part of Rampage, the first 15 minutes was the best part of Rampage. It went downhill from there, which is yeah. the opposite of what you should do on a go-home show. But, I mean, your bookends should be strong, so people tune in and watch, and there we go. Starks, as predicted. Starks wins. <laughs> yeah, perfect. As soon as you said it, it was the three. And we've got our first prediction, right? right. Most importantly, so right. there's one zip to both of us. Two big, two big men were used to make the, the, the little man who's getting little or look good. So, okay. Lance Archer. Actually, we're two zip, by the way, Jeff. Yeah. Lance Archer, who is never, no one should ever take as a threat ever any place, not even on New Japan Strong, not even on NXT Level Up. Uh, and, and now Brian Cage, who, you know, I guess they have plans for him in Ring of Honor, but, you know, obviously <laughs> Ring of Honor ain't. You know, it can't can't stand up to the, the AW talent. Cox on toast, I say, because Chris says in the chat, and I'm talking about Chris Paul Bruce Winland, if Mira does not show up with the House of Black, he is toast. What a waste of potential. He should be where Warlow is failing. First of all, he's already toast, Chris. He's done. He's right. overcooked. He's gone. I don't care if he shows up at this point. If he and, does, and he I doesn't. don't understand. I, I think he meant he should be, you know, having the TNT title. But if you say he should be where Wardlow is failing, that would just be Miro and Wardlow failing. <laughs> <laughs> They're both failures. Not that it's their fault, unfortunately. But uh, oh my yeah, god, man. The graphics. Listen, I don't play video games, but I'm looking at the the, the live five <laughs> yeah. stuff, and That's even shocking. I know that those are the graphics of like. Like WCW versus the world, which I think I played in <laughs> that was a great game. Or something. I had that game. That was brilliant. Right, but but these graphics are are basically the same level as that. <laughs> Sting probably looks the best, as a matter of fact. Well, that's because face paint. Oh, Brute Baker looks like shit. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, but um, yeah, now that looks pretty bad. Moxie looks, looks like an orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing. I was supposed to laugh and do a rang a tank. But uh, anyway, that looks disgusting. Oh, what do you know? You can even have a... What the hell is that? What did she just throw at the guy? Uh, salt ball, baby? <laughs> what the fuck was that? S snowball? I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. Well, guess what? It's, it's more coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. But yes, the game is still coming soon. We don't know when, but it's coming soon. Whatever uh, that means. Right. Did you look well, into whether or not it was going to be direct on that pass or going to retail stores or our little debate of last night or this morning? Uh, you, you know what? I haven't. But since you mentioned what you mentioned yesterday, I'm actually leaning towards what you said because it would have they would have advertised it here, surely, right? I mean... You'd think? Yeah. You'd so think that they would want people right. to order the, the freaking things while they're watching this pay-per-view. They, they're like, eh, I put down 50 bucks. What's another 60? What's another 60, right? I mean, I will buy it because it's another wrestling game, but 
Uh, yeah, I'm pro- it's probably going to suck. Look, if you want a real AEW game, folks, take it from me. Buy WWE 2K22. That's much better for AEW, believe me when I tell you that. But anyway, Jeff, let's get into the first matchup on Rampage. It is a World Title Eliminated Tournament quarterfinal match between Ricky Starks versus Lance Archer. Now, this is obvious because if anyone's watching the pre-show, you would have seen Starks beating Cage. But uh, yes, yeah, Starks ends up beating another big guy in Lance Archer. Yeah. And um, it's pretty was obvious. Terrible. It, 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 it wasn't, was no. Start with Lance Archer beating him up in the background. He threw him into, he did like sort of a Kevin Nash, Ray Mysterio throw into the truck instead of us to the, you know, the indoor loading dock garage door. But, you know, they, they sort of fought into the ring. Starks won, but at the end, Brian Cage and, and Prince Nana came out and they acted like Cage and Lance Archer were in cahoots, which makes zero sense. And uh, even after losing, Lance Archer beat up Ricky Starks more and de- uh, delivered some more punishment. I think he choke slammed him on the on the upturned uh, metal steps. Uh, it doesn't matter because we already know Starks has advanced to the finals and will face Ethan Page. Yes, for that Next number one contender. Yeah. Which is silly again. The advertising, this has been such a mess of a build to a pay per view, in my opinion, including with the announcement that you just mentioned, where that matchup is going to take place on Dynamite this coming Wednesday instead of tonight on Full Gear. But, uh, oh well, it is what it is. It shows how much they give a shit about either one of these two guys or how much they didn't even think about the planning. Because, like you were saying, one, someone would have had to wrestle twice. They probably realized literally tonight where they're like oh duh shit that means you're gonna have to wrestle twice what do we do now tony yeah. and, and, and it, this is what we get and it wouldn't kill them to slow down i mean three or four of these matches could be put on dynamite and or rampage and you wouldn't have to have right. such a long goddamn show and they could reset and try to think about their stories like give themselves seven or eight days to like think and plan and and do a continuity board and things like that instead of rush 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 and rushing for everything uh i don't know i i I don't get it i don't i don't understand but uh, i think for them it's this is accidentally a good thing to have this this tournament final on dynamite because that might spark some interest Uh, i mean i don't think anybody sees whoever wins this defeating moxley or mjf so Oh, it's June Aki, Akiyama's command. They found one fan in the audience. Did you Some see that dude jumping up and down like a four-year-old <laughs> when they get excited. And this, this was a middle-aged man with a full beard. Wow. That was pretty sad, actually. Oh, that is I won't lie. Yeah, I mean, literally, it's like, I mean, I hope that he's not, like, retarded or something. But it's, 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 he was jumping up and down like, a, like, like if you tell a four-year-old they can't have a lollipop or, they're gonna, <laughs> or they can go to the, the princess brunch at Disney. Well, he's a living legend. If uh, to whoever you, you know, depends if you're a fan of Japanese. I've been watching wrestling four and a half decades. Never heard his name. Well, I have. So Junakiyama against uh, Eddie Kingston right now on the Zero Hour. Yeah, but you live in a suburb of Japan. Well, I'm not far from Japan. That's for sure. So maybe that's why I didn't even know New Japan held an event in my hometown last week can you believe that shit there was no advertising at all i came across it by total accident but i think it was like a new japan strong event yeah new japan strong is is only in the u.s 
I know, I know, but it was like a New Japan strong style of show here. But it was called New Japan Mutashi or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, some shit so, like so that. So it's, it's, it's probably a local promotion or, or conglomerate promotions they have a developmental deal with or something. Probably, but like I said, I never heard of it. Never saw. I just came across it by total accident. I'm thinking, how the fuck did I not hear about this? I would have gone. Well, at don't the very worry, least. because New Japan Strong, they load up those cards, and nobody's heard of them, and nobody goes to them, and nobody <laughs> talks about them, and nobody buys Fucking, them either. So, but how dumb yeah. though? I mean, why, why would you have these type of shows only not to fucking advertise it at all? I don't get it, man. It it is what it is. But well, it might just be that they're licensing out the use of their name, and it's up to the promoter. Like they don't care. They're getting paid one way or another um but i'm telling you new japan strong in the u.s cards have they have jay white they have will osprey they bring in tanahashi they you know they'll they'll have some of their top stars they'll and and some of their alleged top you know like the juice robinsons and the david finley's uh, you know hikaleo they'll, they'll they'll have their main people you know what's his name uh, tom lawler and his crew so it's not it's not like they're putting on stingy cards here they're putting no, on their, no. their their people um what was the same with this show here? They had a few big names down as well, including Jay White. So, yeah, but they don't care to advertise. Nobody goes, <laughs> nobody cares. Good old Cordell, he posts them on the PW Hustle. Those, those things can be up there for days. Nobody even gives them a more like. Wow. It's, we've gone to that, huh? It's, it's come yeah. to this. It's come well, to that. let's move on to the next matchup, Jeff. It is for your FTW Championship that doesn't exist in AEW's Galaxy, but... The arms was on the line. Yeah, it really was. It was Hook, your champion, versus Lee the Cat Moriarty in a somewhat back and forth. Oh, sorry, Tiger. Um, In a somewhat back and forward sort of matchup, this is probably the longest and the most we've seen Hook in an actual matchup. And to be honest with you, Jeff, I didn't mind the match. Match wasn't bad. Hook has to work on those body shots. I mean, the first two or three look good, but he clearly tires out or whatever, or maybe hit them too hard and then he... But the only issue I have with this match is that Lee Moriarty gave John Moxley twice as much trouble as he gave Hook, and John Moxley is your world champion. Somebody booked these matches. It's it's not their fault. But if you were going to have Lee Mar- Moriarty have a respectable match with Hook, then John Moxley should have squashed him. Or you shouldn't have put him in a match with John Moxley. Maybe maybe that's something that you put Colton or Austin Gunn in, who are tag team wrestlers. So it doesn't matter if John Moxley kills them. Anyway, anyway, that's a little bit that's a little bit macro. But if you are a wrestling fan and watch two shows a week, sometimes three, of a promotion, and you track it and you do podcasts, you keep track of these things. And I think most fans do too. I, I'm obviously not the type to ignore things purposefully and and let stuff like that go. Your world champion shouldn't have more trouble with with a wrestler that's on the lower end of the card than than a new kid. And I know that they think he's a phenom, but they think, you know, 12 people are phenoms. And, you know, they'll be right about one or two of them. Um, just, but that was it. The, the match was fine. I, I But it wasn't exciting. I mean, you know, th- that would have been a perfectly good zero-hour match. Definitely, I agree. And um, looking at the Kingston Akiyama match right now, seems half decent for a zero match too. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's an old guy against a sort of old guy. Um, but anyhow, uh, I forgot to mention also just before that matchup, we did get Jericho, like a Jericho segment in the back where he was confident that the Ring of Honor World Champion 
championship will stay with him. The Blackpool Combat Club egos will have them beating the hell out of each other. Jericho implied that Sammy Guevara's job was to make sure Le Champion retains after Jericho exited. Sammy shook his head with other ideas. I still think Sammy will help Jericho win that, uh, retain that ja- that championship. In my opinion. And where's fucking what's his name, dude? I think Where the that, f- Garcia. Which, which oh, I was wondering, which what's his name? Because the, the none of the clowns are there. You know, two of them are doing the DraftKings commercials. Hagar every now and shows up every three weeks and reminds us he likes his hat. But yeah, Danny yeah. Garcia, no idea. I'm, I'm assuming he's hurt too. I mean, who knows? Everybody in this company who disappears, I assume they're hurt. They can't all be wow. doing Lifetime movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. All I right. think actually Jericho pins Guevara in this one and and okay. probably through something duplicitous. Um, you know, and, you know, we've seen this are we friends, aren't we friends kind of thing with Guevara and Jericho. Oh, three every times week before. it feels like they do this type of storyline, dude. Right, so you know they'll make up again for when Jericho has his third faction. Jeez, <laughs> oh, you know what's sad? You're Jericho right. swapping a uh, club. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. Well, anyway, as we were saying before, Hook ends up beating Moriarty via the red rum choke, as Moriarty ends up passing out in defeat. Um, afterwards, we got another backstage segment where John Silver chuckled at costing Rush. His match last week as Jose the assistant called Silva a clown which is true and sort of challenged Silva to attack to tag team action Silva assumed 10 would be by his side but the masked man wasn't on the same page as 10 left Silva hanging and then literally the same story two back-to-back promos it's true every week we're getting the same shit in the back I have to say that Silver said something funny he said to Jose the assistant he goes he goes who are you calling a clown your last name is literally the assistant that, that, was funny. <laughs> that is funny but he also uh, Rush also says Rush plans to wipe the stupid smile off Silver's face and squash him like a cockroach has, has Rush won a match? <laughs> you know what? I, mean, I know he's had I'm three not, title matches I know he's had two title matches against um, he had one against Cesaro I think and he had two against Moxley and lost all of those I'm, I'm not sure that I've actually seen Rush win a match uh, honestly, I'm trying to think. I I'm not 100 percent certain. I'm sure he has. There had to be somewhere like where when before Andrade was suspended, but he still couldn't be bothered to wrestle. He's wearing his three piece suit with his open shirt because he's got that giant lucha uh, medallion on his on his right, necklace. Right. Yeah, well, it's it's a funny question that you ask because I'm I can't even picture Rush actually having a win, which is odd. Eddie Kingston's. But- chest slaps are the weakest things I think I've ever seen. They're so Those bad. Machine gun fucking chest slaps like he calls them? Please. And Akiyama looks like he's ready to pass out with those it's four like some of the baby we were out. I mean, this is, this is much better than, than the tag match of last night, but I guess we, it is, we, it is. we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves um, because we had a exciting women's bout. Oh, very exciting. As a matter of fact, it was Athena versus Madison Rain in a knockouts type of match see what I did there but uh, anyway who gives a shit I don't care about either one of these two Athena should just go away already but anyway she still comes out with her toy wings which is a very facey thing so she's going to be a heel at least she should make them like bat wings like reptilian wings right (sighs) nah she doesn't do that instead they're robotic 
fucking wings, whatever the fuck they are. But that knee totally missed Akiyama. It's like her science project one from ninth grade or something. (laughs) Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's like, that would have been cool like 22 years ago. Now it's like, come on, girl. Anyway, Madison Rain, the coach, go down again. Big shocker here. Uh, Athena has a her new aggressive style. Nobody cares. But who comes down? Mercedes Martinez. Surprisingly, it's like where the fuck has she been? We haven't seen she her. She was she was injured since the the last Ring of Honor pay per view, I think, or maybe two pay per views ago. Anyway, Jeez, it so, feels like months since we've seen Mercedes Martinez. To be fair. Yeah, I, I, it has been. It's been at least seven months. I, it feels like nah, longer. Nah, 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 nah. I don't think it was that long. But what was the what was the last Ring of Honor pay per view where the women's death before title... dishonor, wasn't it? And when was that? Good question. <laughs> it was June, uh, right? It was early June, or was it early May? Was it really that far back? It was around WrestleMania. Fuck, Camp now. Surely, yeah. no, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, wow, it, was, wow. it was no more recent than June. And I'm not sure she was on that card. I think she might have been on the one before it. No, she did. She was because she put, I think it was against uh, Nightingale. She put her bet on the line Okay. against. I'm pretty sure. Could be wrong. But, well, if it's been that long, though, that's kind of weird. But as you said, Athena ends up defeating Madison Rain, And then the drama got juicy after the match because Athena kicked Rain when referee... Aubrey Edwards grabbed Athena. The reaction was a punch to the kisser. Edwards was out cold. Athena applied a cross face on Rain. That's when Mercedes Martinez arrived on the scene as a surprise return. And then Athena ends up backing away. Guess I guess she's a face get... now, huh? Yeah, I guess. Right. I mean, whatever. Anyway, after that, we get best friends challenging the fact that... Wait, 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 wait. You can't just go, right? Yes, I mean... So this means that Athena, the big signing, will be the next Ring of Honor Women's Champion. So she'll be on the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And so we're going to pretend, so we'll pretend that Athena, uh, you know, is doing better in her new promotion than her old promotion, even though she's going to have a title for a promotion that doesn't exist and has three shows a year tops. Yeah, and I dare say she's having a worse run here than she did in her old promotion in WWE, and I'm talking about Athena. Um, yeah, she's just... I, I've never been a fan of hers, to be honest no, with you, anyway. And just looking at her, I mean, she's just a plain Jane for me. She's just... I don't know. Yeah. No, no, there's, there's nothing special about her. She has, a, she has a finisher that when she hits it right, looks pretty good, but looks she's good, not a new yeah. again. Right. That's true. Well, anyway... Um, That's right. Oh yes, best friends. You're right. Uh, best friends challenged the factory to a five versus five on the full gear pre-show. Rocky Romero stepped up, and the spooky video revealed Danhausen in the game, as QT Marshall was not scared at all of Danhausen. Well, I can say that he does get scared of Danhausen tonight on the pre-show, which is quite interesting. Also, we get a House of Black vignette about forbidden knowledge hidden from the devil's sight. Too many demons and too many devils, Jeff. Yeah, and then there were those three guys who I guess were just there to show them that they, they spar. I, I I don't know. Of of all the vignettes, this one seemed to be the weakest and I, I don't I don't know. It was it was sort of a miss. It's uh you know, it's 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 dragon. These these guys need to stop making videos and start coming on T V again. And just quietly, we got Eddie Kingston crying in the middle of the ring right now as we speak. Yeah, because he, he just defeated his uh his grandfather. <laughs> 
Oh, look at him bow. Uh, look, even Akiyama fucking laughed at him for Christ's sake. Listen, I, I know that <laughs> Kingston really truly is a fan, and this is—I uh, mean, I know, I know. This is important and emotional to him. But oh it, this is God. this is so self-masturbatory and so so indulgent. Nobody cares. Nobody nobody cares about Dude, this. Yeah. He's crying like a little bitch in the center of the ring to the point where Akiyama is fucking laughing at him, dude. But but you know what? Better on the pre-show of this than on primetime TV. Unfortunately, <laughs> we got both. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But like you said, this match was definitely much better than the main event coming up. But we'll yeah. get to that in a in a moment. Anyway, um, we do go straight to the main event, though, because we get Mark Henry interviewed the main event participants. Eddie Kingston was in the zone of concentration. Ortiz spoke on Kingston's dream of wrestling Jun Akiyama. They train every day for opportunities like this, as Takshetta aimed to turn Kingston's dream into a nightmare. But as Henry says, enough talk. <laughs> Henry so, closed so with, Kingston it's time for again. the main event. Sorry? So Kingston got cut off again. But he wasn't upset he this time. He's no longer Apparently upset. Not. He's no longer having anger management issues. He's he's okay. That story is done. He just he gets a dream match, and that's it. And, look, and he's still look, crying. Everything he's been doing for the last three months about being frustrated and mad and, and having temper tantrums that that's done. Never happened <laughs> because he had a dream match that's that maybe one percent of the the North American wrestling <laughs> population gives a single shit about. First of and, all. And he couldn't even take the pin last night. He had to make his, his boy Ortiz take the pin. Oh, boy. Speaking of Ortiz, now he's in the fucking ring like Bruce Lee. Right. And the, and the um, only reason that, that they took the pin is because AEW signed Takeshita. So, again, I'm asking, what what costs is, is Tony Khan cutting? He said he cut a lot of costs. What what what, what costs are those? He He's just, in the last couple months, he signed. CM Punk. <laughs> so, so he hasn't even cut him yet. He, he signed, uh, he, he signed, and, and whatever it is, like he's going he's gonna to have a three-year contract that he's going to have to pay half out in the next six months or whatever. Anyway, but he, he signed, what, Soraya? He, he signed Takeshita? He signed AR Fox? I'm sure he signed other people we can't even, can't even remember at the moment. Who else is all elite? But what, what cost savings are there? <laughs> cost savings, please. It's just money straight out of the pocket of TK. I mean, shit, he must be that loaded because it doesn't seem to matter. And you know what? Good on him. As much as it feels like AEW is a sinking ship right now, in his eyes, I don't think it matters because as long as he's got the money and as long as he's around, he did promise he'll make sure this company is still going as long as he's alive. So I'll take his word for it. Uh, listen, he does have his own money, but I will tell the world again. He's not as wealthy as you think he is. He's he's allegedly worth a billion dollars, but a lot of that is because of his interest in the Jacksonville Jaguars and the soccer team. And while That's that right. is, while those are very valuable assets, and you can borrow money against the, the, those all day, well, sometimes you have to get approval. But it's not like you can sell your interests in those things easily. The the entire the all the owners need to approve. The league needs to approve. There's vetting. Yes, very difficult. And if anyone doesn't believe me. This is why Donald Trump started the USFL because he could never get an NFL team because he couldn't pass for betting. It's not easy. Even when when that guy Sperling said all those terrible things, um, it, it, that was like record speed, and, and because they got a, an owner quickly, and, and that took months. And it was like, why, why? 
it's because it's a cooperative. I mean, it's basically it's it's basically it's basically an oligarchy, and uh, like three quarters of the oligarchs need to to vote on it, and whoever it is needs to have a very solid portfolio. They can't they can't have like an ownership group of of a you know bunch of like you know Paul Manafort Ukrainian mobsters. They, they, <laughs> there needs to be real money there, real banks, real letters of credit, real lines, real collateral. So anyway. So that that that's probably accounts for half of his billion dollars, and he's sunk probably you know a hundred million a year into this or more, um, and he doesn't get the same amount back. So, you know, he's probably he's you know probably losing twenty million a year on on this vanity project. I'm sure he's got that's other sure. investments. I'm sure some of them have been making money, but some of them probably lose money too. Doesn't seem like the brightest turn up in the room. <laughs> it doesn't because if this was any other guy that owned aw and was having this sort of shit happening i think by now the company would have been bust yeah and and his dad isn't going to let him you know i don't think his dad's going to let him squander even his own individual fortune i mean his dad certainly isn't going to let him borrow against the the professional teams that 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 he owns the majority stake in um so I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, maybe it's just like, yeah, you, you, you've got your free and clear half a billion dollars. You do whatever you want with it. Lose your money now while you're young. I don't care. Actually, there was a quote. He gave a quote that says, he goes, if he wants to lose his money now while he's young, that's fine. Because he's not losing my money. <laughs> I don't blame him anyway. That's a power um, It's not a direct quote, but it's close right, enough. It's, it's close enough. But um, I don't know if you noticed before we get into the main event, Looked like Kingston just done a shoulder as he was walking out of the ring. I don't know what was going on there, but uh, what do you mean done a did... shoulder? What's that mean? What's that mean in English? <laughs> well, in other words, he was holding his shoulder as he was walking towards the back, like he's like, no. ah, my shoulder, my shoulder. I don't know what happened, but uh, you mean the old fat guy hurt himself? What a surprise! <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. Yeah. Well, anyway, we get into the main event. It is Takeshita and Akiyama versus Kingston and Ortiz. I hear you Kingston... out there, people. Yeah, I'm an old fat guy, and I'm always hurt. <laughs> so something <laughs> well, always hurts. <laughs> well, look at me; I'm battered right now. So <laughs> I know. I mean, Jesus but, Christ! It's like a <laughs> it's like a bunch of kangaroos formed a circle around you and kick you back and forth. I would have rather been bashed by a freaking kangaroo at this point. But yeah. anyway, um, Kingston was serious. No clown act. He wanted to start against Sakiyama, but Takeshita wasn't having it. Kingston and Takeshita lock up as Kingston landed a belly to belly suplex. Tagged to Ortiz, Kingston pulled the punk move, sprinting across the ring for a cheap shot at Akiyama on the apron. When Akiyama tagged in, he repaid the favor on Kingston. Akiyama and Takeshita then isolated Ortiz. Ortiz hit a cutter on Takeshita, then tagged Kingston. The Mad King hit moves on Takeshita while eyeing Akiyama. The action carried on building towards an eventual showdown between Kingston and Akiyama to exchange chops. The match then broke down into moves all round. Kingston and Akiyama exchange exploded suplexes. A jumping knee from Akiyama knocked Kingston out of the ring as Akiyama landed a running knee to Ortiz and finished with an exploded suplex for the victory. But post-match, we get Kingston calling out Tony Khan to demand a singles match with Akiyama. Khan obliged and the two uh, and part two of the dream match is set for full gear pre-show and I use that term loosely when I say dream match. But I didn't think the main event was as bad as you thought it was, but it wasn't great either. It was all right, but I make no mistake about it. The singles match on Full Gear's pre-show destroys this one. Put it that way. 
I, I thought it was terrible, but I, I thought everything after the, the Starks match was pretty darn bad. Uh, I thought it was a pretty lackluster rampage. And so far, the Fast Nationals are green because the it, it's showing about 412, which usually goes up by about 5%. So it'll probably end up more like 435, but which right. that's uh, that's bad. That, that's, that's like last week as well, similar. So... Um, I I don't have written down what, what Rampage did last week, but I know it was like it's been like around 455 or lower, like 455 then 435. So, I mean, it's it's steadily going down into, you know, I, I, you know, bad numbers. Anyway, it, you know, and since we have people here, um, Best Friends, of course, won their match against the Factory. Uh, Jimmy was saying Danhausen was acting like a real wrestler, which I'm, oh, sure I'm not kidding. I just don't know where you go with that from here because is, is Dan Housen going to be a serious wrestler going on? Is he going to be a serious wrestler twice a year? Is he still going to be comedy? Or are we are, are we supposed to take Dan Housen, Hook, Jungle Boy, uh, Dante Martin, and Orange Cassidy all seriously now? Um, but that's a problem for another day. Uh, we already covered that Starks beat Cage to advance and. Uh, Eddie Kingston uh, got the win back over his idol because Nakayama Akiyama didn't sign with AEW. Takshetta signed with AEW. So Kingston got his win, sign of respect. They hugged, they cried, they loved the whole thing. And the zero hour goes off the air with the cage coming down. So obviously they're opening the show with Luchasaurus, accompanied by Christian against Jungle Boy. So. Thank you all for sticking with us. I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about or if you just want to do a quick show, sign off, and uh, let them know that there's a pretty good chance we'll be back in four and a half or five hours after the show to do a recap. No, we're definitely doing a recap for five hours after the show. I hope not. But, uh, yeah, we are definitely doing one. And I, and I think we are doing one for channelattitude.com, as a matter of fact, too. So... I think yeah we could we could take it home man uh full gear is on right now so i mean yeah 35 minutes it's a quick one but I mean, there wasn't really much to say but at the end of the day it is full gear tonight so we'll just do a quick hit and run but we'll be right back after full gear right here on channelattitude.com so in saying that do you want to tell them where they can find you jeff before we go twitter at icarus and you can find me oftentimes here on the PWC or Channel Attitude and Homie Media Group where, where our channels and our staffs cross-pollinate. I was on Dollar Wrestling yes. Club this week as well. Uh, my uh, my wrestling podcast, which doesn't involve Jimmy or the cross-pollination team, is Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. We're going to record this Wednesday night to, to do a uh, review of this uh, coming pay-per-view and Survivor Series. And my non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views and Garden of Doom if you like Ancient Aliens, if you like Gaia, if you like the Discovery Channel, if you like History Channel, if you like, uh, you know, uh, science fiction and, and some pop culture and theosophy, and if you wonder why Quetzalcoatl and the Flying Serpent are, are the same, check out my show because we got something for you there. Um, this week we did a episode with a college professor, Professor Michael York. No, not Michael York from Logan's Run and Austin Powers. Uh, but then, then we did a comparative mythology, especially going into proto-mythology. Really interesting stuff. And uh, next week I have a show that's piggybacking on that with Reverend Jim Willis, one of my favorite guests. Garden News is more topical, more legal, and, and fact-based. Uh, these aren't facts. Uh, but, but check them out. I think you'll enjoy them. 
That's it. That's it. Well, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at the PWC Network and at DJ Mass Effects. Please like and subscribe right here on channelattitude.com with five bucks. You get to see us talk AEW and Rampage. Also, please like and subscribe at the PWC Network.pubbing.com where you can find all our shows and Hamid Media Group.pubbing.com where you can find all our affiliate shows. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T, he's Jeff Littman, and you've been watching and listening to Rampage Uncaged right here on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group, and we're out. See you later. Stable, my friends. Stable. <laughs>